Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. This is Craig Phillips once again with Jeff Torrey. And Jeff, I can't believe it's already week eight. I tell you, this is uh, kind of the cutoff where you're, you're starting to figure out how the playoff picture is shaping up. Man, it's uh, not looking good for some of us. Other people are in better situations, but... It was a rough week. <laughs> so uh, a lot of ups and downs in this one. A bunch of... A bunch of guys are usually pretty consistent performers, just really really hard. Man, quite a few actually. Like, I mean, I'm just going to go off my team right away. A couple of these, Odell Beckham put up another terrible game. Brandon Marshall didn't do anything. Larry Fitzgerald didn't do anything. Allen Robinson didn't do anything. All these, what should have been surefire number one receivers, just aren't performing. No, not at all. And that's where you're hoping you have a well-rounded team, where you can have a a quarterback and a or a big-time running back really pull you out of there, yep. I was going to say. Because uh, most of them, especially if you had a, um, a prime-time running back, Gordon with 30, Oof. or you know one of the top guys again. I, I just can't. I, I don't know how he keeps doing it, Melvin Gordon. I don't know, but anyone that scores that many TDs, uh, I think kind it's of 10 fright- the year. frightening to have to uh, rely on that. But, I mean, man, I'll... I'll I'm gonna. I mean, at this point, right? It's ten touchdowns. I'm pretty sure oh. it's up to ten. You, it's it's not just <laughs> it's not just luck anymore. No, that's for sure. Just riding until the wheels fall off, really. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, he's so integral to that offense now. I mean, he what two rushing TDs and a receiving TD. Yep. So when Rivers starts throwing to you, well, yeah, he almost had as many receiving yards as he did rushing yards again. I mean, he only has 68 rushing yards, but it doesn't matter when you get 53 receiving. No, and. Yeah, people are going to really bug out about his yards per average. We, we were just talking about this, but if you look, he's making something out of nothing a lot of oh, times. Yeah. He ran right into the heart of the line, bounced it outside for a first yeah. down at the end of the game. Um, I, I, I trust the guy. I think he's, I think he's only going to keep getting better, more consistent yards-wise, I would hope. Um, and if he keeps up half this production on TDs, he's still going to be, you know, a running back too. Last year his line was terrible. Last year he kept getting hit in the backfield. He's I think he's getting hit in the backfield again this year, but I yeah. think he's even better. He knows how to get around yeah, it finally. And they uh, a lot of reports came out too that a lot of people were talking about how he was playing injured the majority of last year, and then you have uh, Woodhead too that was you know pilfering all the uh, the receptions. Oh, so I mean he has no competition though. He's going to get every single carry. Uh, just gonna keep putting up numbers. Oh, absolutely! And I, he doesn't even have a go-to wide receiver anymore either. No, I I feel I I made some I had some terrible advice the last few weeks about trying to trade Melvin Gordon, but no, just <laughs> I don't unless you're gonna get Bell or Johnson or Elliott, yeah. I don't trade Melvin Gordon anymore. It's just you have to get AJ Green, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham, maybe those are the only players you trade him for. Yeah. That's I mean, it. I think he's one of those top five running backs that just are too valuable to get rid of now. Well, how'd your teams do this week? Well, I'm, I'm just kind of curious. I was gonna say, uh, no, they did well. I I won. I think two out of three of them. I put up points in all of them. But um, yeah, the uh, my main league, the one that uh, we're in together. Yep. It really was Tom Brady, Gordon, and Philadelphia Eagles D that really <laughs> saved me. I mean, uh, everyone else did okay, but man, I mean, you're starting to get a lot of these guys, and uh, a lot of people are gonna feel my pain with wide receiver. You're talking about the. Allen Robinsons, the Alshon Jeffries, the, I mean, you mentioned Fitzgerald and yep, Fitzgerald, Marshall, uh. Odell. I mean, man, I mean, 
just don't know week to week what's going to happen. No, it's brutal this but, this year. About you can trust running backs a little more than you can trust wide receivers at this point. If you were on Twitter Sunday morning, I was trying to give start sit advice all Sunday morning. I think I did pretty well, and I told people to stay away from Lashawn McCoy. I just said if you had an option to play over him, to play play him over him. Of course, I did not follow my own advice. <laughs> you played him. I played at about twelve forty five Sunday. I put in. LaShawn McCoy for Gio ben- or, or over Gio Bernard. Yeah, I remember you actually texted me, <sighs> and I you know got what? to you after the fact, so, and I was like, no, I'd play Gio. And you're like, well, where were you? <laughs> I, so <laughs> if, you're, if you're on, on Twitter following us at the FF Profit, I will try to give very sound, cautious advice on there. I might not follow it myself, and right there shows why. You should you should always go with what the safe option. I really feel like you should go more. I'm always more conservative in fantasy, and I I screwed that up already, and now my team's going to be three and four because of it. But oh well, what can you do? Yeah. But first off, we just got this breaking news. What? Not even a half hour ago. Yeah, I um, feel like we need like a, a twenty gun salute. I mean, or this one especially for you because Arian Foster has been your guy. But Man, this, Arian Foster has announced his retirement. Sad to say, I almost had him his entire career. He on my did. Team. I think what you pretty much did. It's, I was a, I was a believer. I mean this. I mean, all this really does, fantasy-wise, is give the JHI owners some relief that Foster's not going to take yeah. over it or not going to eat into his workload at any time. Yeah. Which, I mean, getting to our weekend review about this JHI, like, what what do you think about yeah. this? Two hundred yards for the second straight game. I mean, he's in great company now. I, I he was running like a man possessed. He looks like the real deal. And I, I know everyone kind of propped him up um, when he first came out in the draft and then last year everyone kind of lost their their hope but everyone's gonna be back on the bandwagon now (laughs) there's no going back only the fourth player in NFL history to have two straight 200 yard games like it is unreal like without Foster cluttering the backfield I mean I think it's gonna be his show to run I mean, really, the injury is the only thing that can really derail him. I don't expect him to do 200 yards per clip. Okay, that might be a little much, but, I mean, but yeah. how he, is he? This guy, he's a running back one, I think. I really, truly think he's a running oh, back one. I, you have to play him as a running back one right you're, now. You're playing him. You're playing him no matter what. Oh, until without a doubt. Even if he has one down week, you're playing him the next. You have to. He's that. He's a, he's a every week starter oh, by far right now. He's, he looks phenomenal right now. And even if he goes down half of the production he had, it was 100 yards and a TD he would have at yeah. half the production. <laughs> yeah. So I don't expect that. Even if he got 80 and a TD, um, that's still a great week. Well, so. If you're an Ajayi owner, I think what you should probably do now that Foster's gone, he's not the handcuff anymore, go get Damian Williams. I think it's Damian Williams. He seemed to be the guy getting the work. Don't worry about Kenyon Drake. Um, go pick up Damian Williams. You can get him for nothing. Just – Get him on your bench as a handcuff for Ajayi because, you I mean, you never know, but yep. that's the guy to get. Here's a question. Do you really believe he is running back one plug-and-play, or is this one of those situations where you could trade him for a unbelievable pot of gold at the end of the rainbow and you would come out like a bandit? Which one, if you got enough, you know, how much would you trade him for? It's That's tough because I truly think he can be that good, but if you, if you can get – I would make a trade. If you could get a running back two plus a very good wide receiver, do it. That's where you can do it. You might, the running back, I don't know, I mean, so, I who that's going to be, I'm not sure. Too. Yeah, it depends on your team. If you're, it's a, That's tough, but. If you're going, if you're, I mean, what kind of where you're at, right? Where in our yeah. league, you're kind of at the cusp where we have to really decide 
you know, am I in the playoff picture? It might be in your best interest to get more firepower if you don't already it's have true, it. It's true, but I always like getting the I like being the team that gets the better player. Even if you're getting two for one, I want to be the one getting the better player every time. And if you look at running back twos, even what are the running back twos right now? LeGarrette Blunt, Jonathan Stewart, those kind of guys. I mean, Matt Forte. Do you want the like Jay Ajayi has potential to win people leagues? I think it's very true. It's only two weeks. I know it's yeah. only two weeks, but it's just. I mean, the people. If that doesn't happen, two hundred yard games like that doesn't. It was against a pretty good Buffalo Bills yeah. defense. It was, yeah, and they had been doing really well. I mean, so what about this? Uh, I mean, that's a tough one. I mean, it's really hard to come up with different scenarios whether or not you take it because it's all preference. I think it all depends on the team. I, I w- yeah, and it would have to be a very, like, it would have to be a very good offer. Yeah, if you're struggling for, if you're struggling for talent and you can get multiple guys, especially if this person really, really wants a Jai, you might be able to get, like you said, a running back, two, a wide receiver, two, and then you throw in someone that can that can fill in holes. Oh yeah, you know, as quite possible. People go pretty wild after these huge weeks, and if he has one down week, everyone's gonna be down on him. Again, and if for so. some reason you're in a league that no one picked up a Johnny last week, oh my spend gosh. all your budget, the whole thing, <laughs> spend <laughs> it, spend it all. Like, well, yeah, you won't have to I give mean, a D the rest. Is of there, <laughs> there are leagues out there that he's not 100 percent owned. There's leagues out there that have him out there. It's I mean, it's that, crazy. That is crazy to me. But if he's not owned, I mean, he's only owned in 75 percent of Yahoo or ESPN leagues. That's it, 75. There's 25% of leagues out there somewhere that J.J. is on your waiver wire. Unless you have – I don't even know how that's possible. I was going to say unless you have like six teams in your league. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a starter in a six-team league. There's, that's crazy. There's no way he shouldn't be on a team. Speaking of other running backs, yep. jumping to other guys that came out of, I guess, uh, running back grave, where, where do you find yourself looking at Jeremy Hill? And then in that case, you know, the Ooh. opposite, the flip side Jeremy of the coin, Gio Bernard. Jeremy Hill is I, I've never been the biggest Jeremy Hill fan I never have been but that game I mean, 9 for 168 in a touchdown that's pretty impressive but I still need to see it again I'm very cautious I'm very cautious I'm telling you is, I'm gonna need I to see it again. don't I need to I need to see those things more than once before and I I've seen this before from Jeremy Hill because that's why. I've seen him score a 20-point week. He did yep. this year. He had 21.7 against Denver of all teams. He actually put up 21 points against Denver week three. Yep. He goes to Miami the next week, 7.1. Then Dallas, 1.2. Yep. And then 4.1. So it's he's tough to trust. For me, he's a, he's a, he's a must-play kind of flex option. Uh, uh, running back three, if you will. I love him because I think he will have those potentially game-winning Weeks, but I, yep. I still don't trust him. I was pretty high on him at the beginning of the year, but they're they're just splitting with Geo way too much, and and Dalton yeah. is, is actually doing pretty well, well where he's he doesn't need to pound well, it. Well, one thing with Jeremy Hill, if you have him on your team, I would keep him on your team. I don't think you can get enough well, value. You can't in week fourteen, first week of playoffs. If you're a playoff team, he's playing Cleveland again. Yeah, you, <laughs> which he just he just tore them up. He's playing them week fourteen. That's a great point too. Now is the time where you really have to start looking ahead mm-hmm. into those playoff yep. positions, and because 
this is the classic mistake, and I am the biggest, <laughs> the biggest guy that fell into this trap all the time. I will have draft a wonderful team, and then maybe make a trade or two, and I'll get my team really just solid, yep. where I really love them, I love the names, I love the talent, and then I'll hit playoffs and I'll get railroaded because all of a sudden uh, half of my team doesn't have a, oh, yeah. you know, a great matchup. Where this is where I think you really shine, where you kind of always have a mediocre draft, if you will, coming out yep. of the gate. Guys that it's you'll true. get a win. You'll be uh, 500, a little bit above, something like that. And then you'll make great one great waiver pickup, which you true. always seem to get. And then you'll start making trades <laughs> that don't really benefit you until playoff time. Yeah, kind and of, then all of a sudden... Kind of watch that playoff schedule. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden I'll I mean, see you in the finals once again. That just shows that AJ Green and Andy Dalton are going to be great plays in the playoffs. If you have them first round of playoffs... You're gonna be you're gonna be looking yeah. pretty good. Yep, that's and, for sure. And same thing, same reason for bye weeks. Where I drafted uh, Jameis Winston only not only because yep. I believed in the guy, um, and he's he's up and down. He's a young guy still. And then I went after Tom Brady, which is you know you can't go wrong with Brady. But um, the great thing about Winston too is he hits on Tom Brady's bye week, and he has a wonderful matchup. So that that's I mean, the little stuff you really do have to start looking if, at. Yeah, if you're a James, I mean, if you have Jameis Winston right now on your bench, like that's not that's a guy you could easily play if you're streaming quarterbacks. I mean, twenty six point seven points this week. Yeah. Then he gets Oakland next week, Chicago, Atlanta, or Atlanta, Chicago. He has the next three weeks. Jameis Winston is going to be one of the top quarterbacks point wise. Fantasy point wise, I don't know about real life quarterback wise, but yeah. fantasy wise, doesn't matter if he wins he's for gonna, us. He, he, that, whatever, as long as he puts up points. And yeah. he, those next, next three matchups are great. That's something. And then even playoff wise, if you're if you're streaming quarterbacks, he plays New Orleans week fourteen. Like that's he is somebody to you know keep yeah. on your bench if if you don't have one of the surefire number well, one doubt. quarterbacks. And that's the wonderful thing. If you really are streaming, who's who's someone you could pair with Jameis Winston that you can get in the majority of leagues even right now that I mean, you maybe, would feel. Even like an Andy Dalton type, like he's right. he's out there in some league. I mean, a lot of people picked him up because of the matchups he's had in the last couple weeks, but he'll get dropped again. He's been picked up for buys. He's not a bad guy to have. He's owned in like seventy five percent of leagues, but he's going to be out there in some. He has some some good matchups as well that he could, you know, exploit. I mean, shoot, Marcus Mariota, he's out there. He he keeps putting up the numbers. Yes, yeah. and. Last, uh, I liked his matchup last week. I think he will start leveling off a bit. But um, he's another one. Streaming-wise, well, is wonderful. Is, or this if you is can a, get Cousins. Oh, yeah. Well, this right here, though. This is perfect. If you could get Jameis Winston, Marcus Mariota. Like we just said, the next three weeks for Jameis yep. Winston are wonderful. For, after that, week 11, Marcus Mariota plays Indianapolis and then Chicago. <laughs> like these, If you could pair Winston and Mariota these next five weeks, you have a great matchup yep. for the next five weeks. And then you get the... Winston against um, Cleveland, or I don't even know who he's playing. What I said yeah. now, but and you're going to call me Mister <laughs> Upside here, but I absolutely love that too because you're getting two young quarterbacks yep. that have been doing, have had their moments of success. And not only that, not only can they throw the ball, but they run a bit. You kind of have that extra layer of protection where if you get a rushing touchdown, you know, I mean, it makes yep. It just evens out I mean, the playing field. They don't need yeah. to be Drew Brees throwing for four hundred. Yeah, looking at that schedule even again, like you know, you go the next three weeks Winston, then you go three weeks with Mariota, then the final in week thirteen, you go Winston against San Diego. It's it's a it's a perfect That's pairing a right one. there. That and that can be had in a lot of leagues right now. You could easily get those two. But what else do we got? Packers. I want to talk about the Packers offense. <laughs> I making the rankings this week was so hard for me yep. because 
I love the matchup for the Green Bay Packers, and every single person on their team could potentially score a touchdown, could potentially do something big, and now you got a wide receiver in the backfield, which well, I absolutely you just love. See, they just um, ESPN just gave Ty Montgomery running back eligibility. Did just they today, officially? they just officially did that. Oh today. man, if yep. if he's still available in your league, um, it's not saying you go as big as you know, like we're talking about with the Jai or anything like that. But having that position, I mean, I know Eddie Lacy will probably be coming back in the next couple of weeks. But having that flexibility where you can start him as a running back or wide receiver wherever you're, you yeah, know, if you're within, if you're hurting at running back, which ooh, a lot of people are, you can time will come as a running back for you now. It's wonderful, and that's. I mean, this isn't the first time this has happened either. No. Um, Opposite way around. I had CJ Spiller a few years ago got wide receiver eligibility, and that yeah. helped win leagues. But this is, you know, the opposite way, but it's going to work out because yeah. so many people are hurting at running back right now. It's not a potentially potent offense. The guy can catch the ball, he can run a bit. He's not going to, you know, he got what, nine touches out of the backfield, um, or yeah. at least running the ball. Yep. And then on top of that, he got, you know, receiving well, yards too. And- yeah, Jordy Nelson had a rough week, but you know what? That's going to happen. So it's crazy how many targets I, went around, and Jordy Nelson did nothing. I That's still have him. I still have him incredibly high. No one is. No one hits every single week. Um, yeah, he's, he's going to be fine. As you can see, if you double up him now, you can throw it to Devontae Adams. You can yep. do this. So. Yeah, Devontae Adams. He's. We'll get. We'll get him in waivers a little bit. I'm not sure what to think yet, but Randall Cobb. He's, I think he's finally coming around, putting up some numbers. Yeah, I like Randall Cobb. Um, I think the first year he really blew up. Um, he was catching touchdowns like crazy. I don't think this is the same type of role he has anymore. But I think he's a he's a solid wide receiver right. still. Well, got yeah, so that's some of the good situations we're talking about. What about some of the not so good situations? How about Allen Robinson? Oh man, two catches. For nine yards. This guy's breaking my heart. He was supposed to be a wide receiver one, and I, I don't know what has happened. To I, this I know exactly offense. what's happened. It's Blake Bortles is a terrible quarterback. <laughs> that, is not, that, that is what it is. Blake Bortles is a terrible quarterback. He got lucky. All the points they scored last year was in garbage time. They had to bring team. They had to come from behind, and they would just be throwing the ball up, and he would get it to Allen Robinson or Allen Hearns. Yeah, but. Blake Bortles isn't good, and it's finally. I think teams have Touching completely up. figured it out. It, that's that's what it is. Allen Robinson is a good wide receiver, but as long as Blake Bortles is his quarterback, yeah. he's going to have some weeks where he scores twenty. He's going to have some weeks where he scores nothing, and you're not going to know which week it is. And it, it's tough to start a guy like that. It's like it's like a Deshaun Jackson type thing all over again, which you hate. I know. I do. I, I absolutely hate it, and and it's tough too because they do have a very talented core of wide receivers, not primetime names by any means, but I mean. Hearns is a great athlete. You have Robinson. Julius Thomas is coming back. They're going to try to run the ball a bit more, and, especially around the goal line, which and, blows for Ed Robinson. Just, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he had something crazy, like eight touchdowns in the red zone or from within the 10 or something last year. So I knew his numbers were a little inflated, but this is just getting ridiculous. And if they're not going to do it against a team like Oakland, when are they going to do it? Look at their schedule coming up. At Tennessee next week, Tennessee's not the worst defense in the world. At Kansas City, that's tough. Houston, Detroit will be neat. That's a good one for them. Yeah. But then Buffalo, Denver, Minnesota. That is, they're not a good schedule. No. It's going to be tough for him. It's a worrisome, and you're not going to be able to get the value because he will have some weeks where he's still going to do really, really well. He will, but I'm, I do, I do hope for this though. You see it in a lot of teams, especially being the number one wide receiver. I think they're going to start 
kind of uh, making plays for him, um, trying to get the ball in his hands. He's a he's a difference maker. You see it with Golden Tate. Detroit is forcing it into his hands, yep. trying to get him back into the groove of things. Hopkins, when he has a down game, all of a sudden he's you know he gets twelve targets. Um, so I'm hoping for that kind of turnaround. At this point, you kind of have to stick with him, though, because yep. you're not going to get the return on your value. He, you're still going to play with him no matter what because yep. he's there's no way you have three other guys on your team more talented oh, yeah. than him. But uh, Just a quick little word about Antonio Brown and the Steelers' offense, which is not as bad as expected under Landry Jones. If you have those guys, don't worry about playing them. I mean, Antonio Brown had 106 receiving yards with Landry Jones. I knew that was going to be way too overblown. The one game Landry Jones actually started last year, Brown went over for went over 100 yards. Bell's going to get his numbers. They're going to be fine. Ben Roethlisberger will be back in probably two weeks, three weeks. Yeah. Don't worry about it if you have those kind of guys. Uh, yeah, I mean, the only guys that – the main guys don't. The secondary guys probably take a little yeah. bit of a hit. Coates was already banged up anyway. Yeah, Coates, I wouldn't, don't, Coates is droppable. Yeah. So – don't. People were way too concerned about Antonio Brown last week. Don't be concerned. No, not at they'll, all. They'll be fine coming back. Um, another situation, though, that I I think is going to be improving is Alshon Jeffrey. I can only hope. Another one of my guys, way too talented to do this poorly. Hoyer going down, broken arm, and then Barkley comes in and yeah. he did not disappoint. It, <laughs> what, it, what a terrible show. It, look, I was really worried about the Chicago offense, and then the word came that today that Jay Cutler's uh, cleared to play, and it looks like he Probably, I think he's going to play. Oh, just and in time, too. That's great news for Alshon. Yes. I think it's probably bad news for Cameron Meredith. I'm not too... Yeah, I'm not I think he's going to take a huge step back. Um, I would only assume. Yeah, he he doesn't have the same last week. No, he doesn't have the same rapport with Cutler as he did with Hoyer. You know, he's running a lot of those intermediate routes. I'm hoping, jumping off of that, um, I'm hoping it helps uh, Howard out mm. a bit as well. Because he has kind of taken it on the chin. Hoyer... You know, throwing all those media routes, you can really kind of load up the box. And they played a very good uh, run defense last week, so I wouldn't get all into a tiff. I know I'm higher on him than you are. Yeah, I mean, Kadeem Carey had 10, 10 carries for 48. Jordan Howard had 7 for 22. I I worry when Jeremy Langford comes back, it's going to be a three-headed running back committee. Yeah. I don't want it to turn into that. I, I think that Howard really has to prove himself. He still has a couple games in a row that aren't the greatest matchups. Yep. I'm really just wanting him to establish himself as yeah, he the primetime guy. Minnesota this week and then a bye week. So if you are Jordan Howard, Jordan Howard owner and you can trade him right now yet to somebody who still thinks he has value, do it. I would do it right now. I would. I would too. Um, yeah, you probably at, can't get as much as you no. could a week ago. But. No, but if you, I mean, at this point, if he doesn't have, you, you hold on to him. And uh, you kind of grit your teeth through the next two weeks, and I think you come out of you know at the end smiling because I really don't think Langford is a guy. I think Kadeem Carey is nothing more than change of pace back. Oh yeah. I think Howard really is a guy still. Yep. Um, I just think obviously a buy, but Vikings I don't think he'll do much either. You're hoping that they get into the goal line situation and Howard can pound one in yep. and and you know make his numbers look better. But um, he's gonna definitely be on that edge of whether I play him or not. Well, speaking of running backs that have disappointed us, is Terrence West this week? Eight carries for ten Dude, yards. We propped him up Man. so hard last week. Talking I know about how he it's has potential in that. Very, game. very Ooh. disappointing. And then today, uh, heard word from uh, John Harbaugh said he wants to get Kenneth Dixon more involved going forward. I can see why after that. I mean, yeah. after eight for ten, and I believe it. That can, I mean, everyone. What three four weeks ago was hyping up Dixon like he's going to be the next great running back or people hope maybe he could potentially be that. They no one had actually seen him play. 
But after eight for ten, man, that is that's the Terrence West I think we all thought he was. Yep, that before. was a, that was a Cleveland where he, he looks great for one game and then the next game he looks like he shouldn't have been drafted. But what do you think about him going forward? I don't know. I don't I, have any confidence in him. I don't either. No confidence. It really, once again, it it'll depend on the matchup and it'll depend on how strong you are. It just, I mean, it, he's a, he's a flex play at best, I think, at this point. Just because he really, if you put him in there and he does pull this one yard, like one point thing out, man, you're just in such a bad position. Yeah, it's, I really don't know what to do with him. I that I wouldn't. I don't have a clue what to think. No. They have a bye week coming up. I mean, they really might get Kenneth Dixon more involved. I would not be surprised to see that be split coming up here. Yeah, I'm, I'm confused by Baltimore's moves in general. Yeah, and and jumping on uh, sixty degrees of separation on that, watching the Lions game, uh, Justin Forsett looked pretty he, good. He, you know, he's going to that Theo Riddick role pretty well. And I don't know when Theo Riddick's coming back. I don't and, either. And he can. I mean, we all knew he could catch the ball. I think the big thing was ha- having the Ravens drop him. Everyone assumed that he was zapped of all his quickness, but he looked good I mean, coming he, out of his like He wasn't. He's not going to put up huge numbers, but he's if if Riddick's out, he's only going to get a little more work. Zach Zenner's not great. Zach Zenner is just Zach Zenner. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a fullback. He's kind of he's yeah, doing his job. That's basically what he is. You don't really expect much from Zach no, Zenner. I, I'm kind of I like. I'm intrigued by Forsett. Yep. I think his role with the Lions, as much as they pass the ball, I think he does have value. Yep. I've got to talk about one more player before we move to the waiver section. It's a tight end. His name's Hunter Henry. <laughs> okay, talk about... I may... I'm, I'm not even going to back off on this. I hyped him up so much. You weren't the I, only one. There's I plenty. Still, I've heard, I heard that all I still very much believe in him. I don't know what happened where they did not target him near as much. As soon as they get around the end zone, Phillip Rivers went to a safety blanket to try to get Gates the ball. Yep. I do have to say this, though. I was not completely off because... The very limited role that Hunter Henry played, he uh, the one catch he had, he got tackled near the goal line, and then yep. the other one was a touchdown. Yep. If uh, you know, if it was just a little better ball, a little more of an effort, right. he he could have easily turned that into a 15 point week. Oh, yeah. I'm still very high on Hunter well, Henry. A little worrisome. He is now in the NFL's concussion protocol. So that is always worse. Watch that. I mean, it's. Early very well could still play this weekend. He probably will. It doesn't seem like it's they don't. I don't hear people that are too concerned about it, but just kind of watch it. Um, and Gates is always going to be there. They're going to keep getting Gates ball, even yeah. though I don't think Antonio Gates is a good football player anymore. He's he's just, he's what he he's, is. He's yeah. he's, he's still a big body. Targets. He still has yep. red zone, um, you know, targetability. But he is. I mean, he's just he's just an older player now. He doesn't yep. quite have the same movement he did and. I mean, but he's probably startable in a week where you have no other tight ends. Oh, especially so. if, if Hunter Henry does miss this week. Yep. If he does miss this week, that's a oh, very good yeah, start. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And you look at the rest of the tight end pool, um, <laughs> it was so hit and miss. There's not much I tell out you, there. if you didn't have Gronk... There's not much. Everyone's going to get you four or five points, I think. Yeah, so that's why I'm still super high on, on Hunter Henry. I think he just has so much upside. And you saw Delaney Walker did well. Um, I, unfortunately, Alex Smith... Your Alex boy, Smith. you propped I, him up and yep. he did really well. Did. But uh, Kelsey was not the guy that was catching the ball from. That's true. It wasn't, and it wasn't Jeremy Macklin either. No, I don't. I'm not even sure how he got. Tyree Kill got a touchdown. <laughs> which, if you follow our Dynasty League sleeper section, I post. I did put Tyree yeah. Kill on there. Yeah. So just he, he's not going to be a player you, you want to play in a standard league ever. But 
he's gonna that's what he's gonna do. He's gonna score random touchdowns like that and take away from the other guys. Absolutely. Um, well, that was the weekend in review. It was, you know, a little depressing in ways, it was but half and half. There was yeah. a, it was either. But that's fantasy. Or that's fantasy football every week. Yeah. You never know what to expect. But we should head over to the waivers. What do we got this week? Let's see. Number one on our waiver list this week is Jacquez Rogers. He's owned in 34.4% of ESPN leagues, which is way too low. He way too low. Put on a show the last two weeks, and Doug Martin. I think he's going to. Sounds gonna, like he's. It could be a couple weeks yet. Yeah. He aggravate, re-aggravated his injury. Jacquez Rogers is. I, I think uh, this week he's a low. He's a back end running back one. I mean, they're going to run him into the ground, and they. But why not? Yeah. And he's. he's he might tail off in three, four weeks, but in three, four weeks, Doug Martin will be back. It's not going to matter. Yeah, I, I like I like his matchup this week again. I really do. I'm I'm so impressed with what he did the last. I mean, two weeks. He's he's really we, playing for a job. We put fifteen percent down for your budget, but if you're in a situation where you need a running back, spend more. Yeah. Well, way more, way more. Buys are hitting. Yep. Yep. So this is the perfect spot where you can get a guy for two weeks, you put him in a buy, and you don't lose anything. Yeah, that's it the only the really only problem with these. It's not going to be a full year thing, but you, no. if you need to, somebody that's going to help you get to the you know keep you in line to try to make the playoffs. Yeah. Get Jacquez Rodgers. He's going to get thirty carries almost. It's unreal. And this is a great play too because if you can get a guy like this, you don't have to make a trade necessarily too early. And that, I mean, that's at this point. If you really are, if you're looking at, if you're a little bit below 500, you're just a couple of games outside of the playoff picture. Um, you're either going to have to make a trade. You're going to have to go yep. hard after the waiver wire. Oh, yeah. I love this play. Yep. Um, number two, we have Devonte Adams. And actually, we go. We, this is the list. We have Devonte Adams number two, Ty Montgomery number three. They're still Ty Montgomery was only owned in 20 percent of leagues. Devonte Adams is only 17 percent of leagues. Both of these guys, it's. I mean, Ty Montgomery is going to get all the targets. I don't know if Devonta Adams is going to get what he's he's not going to do what he did last week, but it's very clear that he's getting more workload. I do have to say this: in this, I would put only because of his versatility, I'd put yep. Ty Montgomery. Yep. I'd probably go after him a little harder than yep. Devonta well, Adams. My only Devonta Adams has more value true. after. My only play. worry with Ty Montgomery is James Starks will be coming back in a couple weeks, and you yep. have to assume James Starks is then going to jump into the. You know, starting running back role, and by that point, Nile Davis will probably be, you know, will know the playbook enough to be the full time backup. That's my worry with Montgomery. Um, Flip side, though, Ty Montgomery does really well. They use this. It's true. With Aaron Rodgers back there, you want every single person to be able to catch the ball. And, yeah. you can, you, I think it gives them a lot more uh, kind of ability. I would not be surprised if this scheme works out because I, I really feel like their offense is starting to turn a corner. Yep. I, I could see him having that where maybe he's not the only guy, but he splits carries out of the backfield just to keep people guessing. Oh yeah. So I, I really like Ty Montgomery. I, I like what he could I possibly would, mean. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna switch that around. Ty Montgomery is gonna be ahead of Devonte Adams for yeah. sure as we redo these. Um, Devonte Adams though, if you need a wide receiver, it doesn't hurt to take a flyer on him, especially no. again. Got to see it one more week, but <laughs> you do. It just got, especially with Devonte Adams. He's always been like this. He has, he shows flashes, and then he will put up a one for six next week or something. It's Green Bay offense. <laughs> Anyone can cut to touchdown, which is wonderful and terrible at the same time. And then our number four guy, we have Jamison Crowder. You talked him up last boom, week, Jeff. Boom, boom, boom! I tell you, once again, that guy puts up numbers. 
No touchdown again, but I believe he had he just just hundred yard, hundred one, something like that. I think it was. Um, I should have the numbers exactly here. Yeah. Seven catches for one hundred eight yards, and I, you know, that was against the Lions, and he, uh, he has Cousins trust, eight. which is a huge thing. And with everyone going down with Deshaun Jackson, Pierre Garcon, uh, Jordan Reed, he's been the constant, and you can see that he will go to. I mean, him. He's been right at about ten points, five of seven weeks. I mean. If he's your wide receiver three, and especially in these bye weeks, I guess you just can't. He's probably going to put up some numbers. Um, I mean, it did help that he played against the Lions, and Darius Slay went out with an injury, which doesn't yes. help. But he didn't catch a touchdown, no, so he still has he still has that whole other level where he could he could the, get you even more points. For this week, you were right on that one. I'm still not sold on Jamison Crowder. I don't know why he just doesn't excite me too much, but yeah. it makes sense. I, I see why you can use him. He's and a why you play him. It's I mean, he's a value pick. Where it is. Uh, the fifth guy we have is Kenny Britt. He's still owned in only forty six point two percent of leagues after um that huge week you yeah. know, week ago. Didn't put up those kind of numbers this week. To be fair on him again, Case Keenum really I mean, yep. if you were ever gonna give a reason for Jared Goff to be able to play, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. he was awful. Jared Goff week. might not be any good, but he can't be better than, than oh Case my Keenum. Gosh. If they if they were a worse team, I what are they? They're hovering around five hundred now. Three and four. Three, Three straight losses now. Yeah, so I, they have one more loss, and I, I have a feeling Jared Goff is going to make an appearance. Yeah, they have a bye week coming up, so, I mean, if you don't really have a spot for Britt this week, I mean, and you want him on your team, you really don't even have to pick him up this week. You could probably pick him up after the bye. Everyone will forget about him. Yeah. But he still he only had three for 43, but he did have eight targets. So he's still getting the targets. You know, he. I think he's going to keep doing that all year. Yeah, I look at him as a as a safety net guy. He's if you, if you really need a fill-in. He's... You know, I would, I'll still go. I would go Crowder over him now. Yep. Yep. Just, just you can. I would trust Cousins over Keenum. That's pretty much what it comes down to. And then we keep. No, we're gonna get. These aren't gonna be. You're not gonna spend much money on these guys. We have yeah. a bunch of them, but but they could turn out yep. to be relevant. Well, six guys. Chris Thompson, who got a lot of work yesterday. After Matt Jones, <laughs> coughing Matt, up the ball. I don't know if you saw the video of uh, what Jay Gruden said on the sideline, I but. Man, I can't actually even. I'm, I, I don't even want to repeat it. Even this is a podcast. I can't. It's, I don't want to. When Matt Jones made that fumble in the end zone, it was yeah. Jay Gruden was not happy with with Matt Jones. I'll tell you, and, Matt Jones is a big man, but if he doesn't hold on the ball, no coach is ever gonna. No, give and this you their is that, this has been his problem. It was his problem last year. I think it was his problem in college. This is what Matt Jones' problem is. And he shows weeks like last week where he goes off, and then he does this, and you, you can't trust him. No. Chris Thompson is a guy, I guess, that you can trust. It looks like, and they actually gave him. He looked. He looked good. Yep. Uh, he he was making clean cuts, and when he burst through the hole, he was getting extra yardage. He's not as big yep. as Matt Jones, um, but if you if you're in a pinch as well, I think he has some upside there. I mean, even with the limited work he'd been getting before that, he was still putting up five, six points, ten point weeks. He was doing that. Which you're never going to play, but if he's getting the added work, he very yeah. with the amount of receptions he gets. I think he's one of those guys. If you do have a bench spot and you are looking for a running yeah. back, you could throw him on there. And if Matt Jones has another bad week, yep. you know he would creep up, and all if, of a sudden he's. Uh, if you own Matt Jones, go get Chris Thompson. Yes, you really should. And actually, we don't even have him on the list. But if you own Matt Jones, I don't think it would hurt to go get Robert Kelly. He scored a touchdown, actually on a reception in the red zone. He very well could end up being the guy. Chris Thompson could stay in his regular role. Robert Kelly could. I probably wouldn't pick him up yet, but watch. Just watch him. Keep Um, an eye on that situation. Then after this, go to um, 
I got Devontae Booker on here only as a 2% own. It's just because he seems to be getting a little bit more and more work. <laughs> I was going to say, we're, it's pretty much the exact same situation as Chris Thompson. Yep. He looks pretty good in the limited role he's had. Um, they run the ball quite a bit because they're, you know. If, if C.J. Anderson struggles, they very well might get yeah, Booker. Or look. get hurt. I mean, if, he's if a running back. So if you're yeah. the Anderson owner, you need Booker on your team at this point. There's no reason yeah. for you not to. And I like C.J. Anderson. I like his matchups coming up. I think uh, I think he's a little bit undervalued. And so if if anything happens to him, I think Booker yep. steps right in there and he has a lot more worth than people think. Yeah, I think that's a good pickup to have. And then we really are going to get down to some other guys here. Matt Asiata. If Jarrett McKinnon is is injured, he went out of the game with an injury, it's going to be all oh, – Asiata's going to get all the work. And he's not flashy, but he will put up enough numbers – to you know, for a good bye week fill, and even this week he scored. He had eight, uh, he had twelve carries, fifty five yards, six receptions, twenty five yards. Nothing flashy, but solid though. And they will use him around the goal line. And let's yep. be honest, the Vikings are not a flashy team. Yep. They could care less what he does as long as he holds on to the ball. And so they like him. They like Matt Asiata. You can tell. They yeah, st- even like? with Jared McKinnon is healthy, but um, he he McKinnon will probably be fine. But you know Asiata still. Yeah. So watch McKinnon's. Uh, his injury report. If it's worse than expected, Asiata yeah. could get the work. If he if he misses this week, even if it's just one, Asiata is a is a nice little play for a flex position. Some random wide receivers just to throw out there that this is more deeper deeper leagues, and you're getting into the 14 team leagues and stuff like that. 16 team leagues. Brandon LaFell, he gets some touchdowns. Nothing flashy again. It's nothing great. But if you're in one of those deep leagues and have bye weeks, just finding the end zone, which is nice. Um, oh. I don't, he doesn't have my trust, but like you said, yep. deep leagues, touchdown. Um, Marquise Lee has actually put up some decent numbers the last two games for Jacksonville. Again, not, don't don't start him, but just yeah. keep an eye out on him. He's the same kind of guy, though. When you're talking about, uh, I know we just bagged on Bortles, but they have a lot of talent there, yep. and they will throw the ball. Well, it, and it's just like a Crowder Britt. He's getting enough enough targets and enough receptions where it makes it worth he's, watching him where it, it's not he's not based on deep passes no, I think or he's, anything like he's, that. He's getting added, you know, more targets. Yeah. It's probably taken away from Robinson and Hearns a bit. Just kinda watch him again. You're not gonna yeah. play and him right now. People forget this, but Marcus Lee was a top guy yep. in college yep. until he got injured. Injuries of, his draft stock went down, he was having trouble learning yep. the playbook, all this kind of stuff. So he's got a ton of talent. He just never could put it together, and with Hearns, Hearns really stole his spot in you know yep. rookie year last year, and then uh, you have Allen Robinson, which is a, a better you know wide receiver. He's just kind of one of those guys that was forgotten. He still has a ton of oh, talent. Yeah. yeah, he's you know in dynasty leagues put put him. I wouldn't hurt to put him on your team in a dynasty league, one of those deep benches. Yeah, he's an interesting guy to to have. Uh, Cordero Patterson. He's one who this is about three, two, three years yeah. removed from all the hype he okay. had. I always joke about like uh, wide receivers from the grave, but this guy was buried, left, and forgotten. I mean, and he I, literally just—it was the night of the living dead. Because where in the world I honestly, did they just start throwing it to him again? I, I, I actually wonder. I remember looking this up this preseason. I wonder if he got cut from the team. I didn't even know if he made the team. Like, this was a guy who two years ago we are in a dynasty league. We had a dynasty startup draft. He was one of my guys who I thought was going to be my future. This was in 2000. This was only two years ago. He so fell off hype. so quickly. And then now these last two last two games, 10.6 and 12.7 in standard leagues. I mean, he's that's not bad. Like It's not. It's a great. If I can get that. He got those. <laughs> I, I do have to say this. In no way am I going to play him. No, no. Not a chance. But 
just he's an interesting guy. If he yeah. continues to do this, if they if they amp up the amount of targets he gets, yep. Everyone knows a guy can well, run. The last three games, five catches, four catches, seven catches. It's not a fluke right now. He, they, no. are, they are looking for him. And, well, that, the only thing I do have to say with a grain of salt is because Stefan Diggs has been hurt, yep. so they're looking to it. True. That is a very jumbled uh, wide receiving core right now. So you really do have to pay attention because Phelan had one huge True. game. Yep. Stefan Diggs is coming back. And he's not even almost worth mentioning, but they spent a high draft pick on a guy named Treadwell. <laughs> And he has not even gotten on the freaking field. If we were talking about, if this was a Dynasty podcast right now, I'd be talking about Treadwell. If anyone plays Dynasty and you pick Treadwell with your first round pick, right now you're pulling your hair out because you're like, what is happening? Oh, man. That's, yeah. So I have no idea. Um, Another guy to look at here, um, Jack Doyle. Dude, (laughs) I'm I'm falling in love with Jack Doyle. I know it's like my tight end thing, but um, another guy that's done really, really well, and tight ends are a very shallow pool right now. And I wouldn't even worry about when Dwayne Allen's healthy. The Colts have always had two tight ends that have been Fleener and um, Allen for years. Why Doyle's going to keep getting yeah. these touches? And getting Allen catches. never established himself. That's what I never no, he, he understood. Really, he really hasn't. With luck and that Colts offense yep. where they throw a ton of balls, I mean, if he actually gets a connection with one of his tight ends, I just think it's going to be a great thing. And It's always been awkward because you always had, what, Allen, then you had uh, Fleener, and you had... There's no one really took. No. And four touchdowns now in the year for Doyle. I, Luck's going to keep throwing to him. Yep. I, even when Allen's back, he, the way he's been playing, how, how can he not? No, and I, I think Doyle is a – he's just creeping up the, the tight end watch list. I think he's a – I think someone should be playing him this week. Um, whether – you know, and I think he's available yep. in how many leagues now? Um, quite a bit, yet. Yeah, he's only owning 15% of leagues. So, Probably a little more now. Yeah. But So he's one of those guys that you could pair with a, a lower tight end and you can stream him. I, I like him quite a bit this week. All right, now to finish off the waivers this week, just a couple guys to keep an eye on. Deion Lewis, owned in 27.9% of leagues. There's still We still don't know when he's going to come back, and it's probably a couple weeks out, but... Throw throw a dollar on him and put him on your bench if yeah. you have a spot just just for the potential that he's is what he was last year. You always got to watch the the injuries and a couple more injuries that you watch they're not ready to pick up. But what you also have, uh, Moncrief, Corey Coleman is still floating around out there injured. Yeah, um, Dante Moncrief, Corey Coleman are both great pickups I believe. And Corey Coleman is I I like that one especially because Josh McCown is going to be the quarterback now in Cleveland again yeah. here. He's going to be coming back. Terrell Pryor has been doing pretty well for not having that much wide receiver experience. Yep. Uh, Corey Coleman can only help him if he goes on the other side. So I think, I mean, they're always Cleveland's just a bad yep. team. And get these guys a week or two before they come back before everyone realizes it and yep. what goes after other them. people are going to have the same idea. <laughs> exactly. So that's why you really do, if you have an extra bench spot, um, it might be a little, it might be a week too early for the Corey Coleman and the Moncrief. But, yeah. but Deion Lewis is I think this is the prime time to grab him yeah, for really definitely. cheap. Well, that's pretty much, I think, it for waivers today I don't have anything else any other players you can think of you might want to throw out there I I'm done <laughs> no I think we went over a, a ton of guys and these this is a funny week because we really talked about some really deep sleepers almost yep, yep. Um, but as you can see nothing is a guarantee in fantasy football and nope. like I said it was it was rain or, or shine <laughs> and there was no in between and that's what the funny part was either you you feasted, or a lot of people got railroaded. So you really yep. do have to look for these guys, especially around bye week time, to really fill out your team. Yep, that's. Oh, buy, there's a lot of buys this week, so make sure you got your lineups filled. Check them out.
um, that's pretty much it for absolutely check us out fantasyfootballprofit.com uh, and then you also can check out Twitter at the at FF. the FF Profit at go to ffprofit.com fantasyfootballprofit.com we'll be there I'll be on Twitter Sunday morning answering your questions if you have them I will try not to give you too bad of advice but well, yeah maybe you should follow your own it. I was going to say I'll everyone try else to. was fine but <laughs> alright well, thanks everyone for listening we'll catch you next time